Welcome back to Card and Lowry, episode number 139 here on a beautiful Tuesday, this Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023, the year of our Lord. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Sam Carter. Sam, uh, how are things, you know, up on the mountain in uh, Boone, North Carolina? Um, you know, per usual, the weather is unpredictable. Um, the sun is shining right now, but not an hour ago, it was pouring down rain, cats and dogs, um, but it's a cool, hold up, stand by, it's a cool 74 degrees. Okay, that, I mean, um, that's pretty, it's pretty ideal weather, I can't, uh, yeah. I can't oppose that, we got similar things going on here in uh, beautiful Hanover, New Hampshire, um, home of the greatest, uh, you know, athletes uh, that you've ever seen, including me. Uh, well, we got a lot to talk about this week. You know, an unpredictable week, just like the weather in Boone um, across the sports world. But first, question of the day, Sam. Sam, are you familiar with the classic Haribo Star Mix bag? I am. And uh, I mean, you could just you could just kind of see where my question is going here. If you had to, you know, decipher sort of the top candy out of the the mix, the Star Mix, uh, what are you going with? Um, I mean this. I feel is obvious. Um, I think that if your answer is any different, then, you know, go get you a bag right now and, and you'll change your mind. It's got to be the twin snake. Um, you got the sour, you got the sweet. Um, what more can you ask for? I will say the worst one, it's not bad, but it, of, of all of them, the worst is, is the Coke bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's a respectable uh, ranking. I mean I, I have to agree with it. Um, I'm glad we're in agreement here. Makes my yeah. job easy. But um, I think sleeper pick is definitely the cherry, and I, yeah. and the ring. I like the rings. The rings are good. Yeah, they're all good. They're all they're good. All good. But twin snake is number one. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite twin snake then? Let me diversify the question. Um, you purple orange. I gotta I gotta go I gotta go Clemson orange and purple. Yeah, that's just how I'm. Uh, I'm partial to the uh, maybe a controversial pick, the yellow and green. I think it's kind of like you know that lemon lime back to back combo. I, I just like it. Uh, I think the best tasting one is is red and blue, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, well, we got uh, plenty to cover this week, um, so let's begin um, with some college football. Um, and uh, let's start uh, first with the college game day game, possibly the biggest one of the week. Uh, number 11, Texas, uh, moving up all the way up to fourth in the rankings with a double-digit victory in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Quinn Ewers with 349 passing yards, three touchdowns in a dominant second-half performance from the Longhorns. Um, Sam, you know, we kind of we kind of see, you know, the entrance of Texas into the SEC um, does this prove their legitimacy as they move into the Southeastern Conference next year? Um, I mean, I'll say yes, just because, you know, they did win the game. Um, but it's different from season to season. Uh, this is obviously a down year for the previously dominant Crimson Tide. Um, I think, you know, it, next year with Texas in the SEC, we could see them go – six and six and it, it wouldn't shock me um you know or we could see them go 11 and one yeah but i i think that you know it's it's generous to say that you know texas is just going to come in and 
quote unquote dominate the SEC. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's so much so much talent from so many places that it's uh, impossible for them to even consider that. But this is a huge statement win for the program. Um, it's really going to, yeah. I think, propel them uh, to that next level, particularly in this year, just when the big the Big Twelve is in a little bit of a weakened position. And I mean, the SEC took a huge hit there. Alabama, with the loss, they still have to play. You know, LSU again this year. Still have to get through potentially a Georgia in the SEC championship. So the road to college football playoff is extremely difficult at this point uh, for the Crimson Tide uh, with the home yeah. loss uh, to a non-conference opponent. Rough stuff. Uh, we'll turn into another upset. Uh, Washington State uh, takes down Wisconsin, uh, 31-22. A, a solid game, um, you know, throughout uh, for Washington State. I mean, I, I'm really impressed uh, by the Pac-12's kind of resolve in this final season. You know, the conference yeah. has been just incredibly strong, um, including but not limited to uh, the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, the topic of the next few minutes of our discussion, um, Coach Prime, all the all the buzz. Next week, college game day is coming to Boulder. Uh, but, Sam, just kind of your thoughts on the rise of Colorado into the top 25. You know, you know, Coach Prime's son, Shadir, quarterbacking the squad. He's played impressively. Um, yeah. They still have to play Oregon, you know, USC, Washington, some extremely difficult opponents coming up. Um, so, you know, not really a test given that Colorado State is 0-1 at the moment. Um, but just kind of speak to – uh, you know, the current state of what you feel about Colorado football? Um, well, first, I don't understand why this game is college game day. Um, you know, I why wouldn't they just wait to go to Colorado for the Oregon game? Or, yeah. I mean, even if that's in Oregon, that'd still be yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's other games. Hint, hint. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I think that it's, it's, it's awesome. In my opinion, other people hate it that that Deion Sanders is succeeding. Um, my dad being one, um, but I mean, they they still have some tests. Uh, I think you know, eighteen is a good spot for them. Yeah. In the, uh, in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's a you know a long road uh, certainly this season. I mean, they have some extremely difficult opponents on the schedule. Um, that Oregon game is going to be incredible. I think, Sam, the kind of the driving factor was to capitalize on the Colorado hype right now. You don't want to necessarily yeah. go to Oregon. I think it would be better. I mean, it's a nice nod uh, to the Colorado fans, but uh, this game certainly is not going to be you know, the, the game next week um, in a lot of people's opinions, even though there are no ranked matchups um, this coming yeah. week. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and uh, exciting times in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, now let's uh, finish our coverage of, uh, you know, last week's action uh, with the game in the state of North Carolina. Another thriller in the uh, developing North Carolina Tar Heels App State Mountaineers rivalry. A 40-34 to 34 overtime, d- excuse me, double overtime victory for the Tar Heels um, up and down game. Uh, Sam, can you kind of speak to the emotions and sort of the uh, incredible performance of the Mountaineers despite the loss? Um, I mean, if you, if you did not, um, watch the game, I'll kind of break it down for you. I, I assume you did watch the I, game. I right? was watching. I was, I was intense, um, in terms yeah. of my, my watching. Yeah. Now, who were you cheering for is the question. Um, you know, I was siding with North Carolina. You know, I felt like, 
you know, I've been a Toriel fan for a long time. I like to see them succeed. Um, yeah. You know, I think it would have been interesting if App State had won. Um, you know, it wouldn't have devastated me as much as it would have been years past. Um, I just really wanted a great game, and, and I think that's what we got. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say App State played a fine game. Yeah. And I would say UNC also played a fine game. Yeah. I don't think either team really exceeded expectations. Right. Um, you know, maybe App State did just because they're 18-point dogs. Yeah. Um, but Nate Noel, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Joey Aguilar, 275 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, that is that is a pretty exceptional game against a top 25 opponent, supposedly top 25 opponent. Yes. Um, but going into you know what many Carolina fans thought would be the end of the game. Um, they go to kick a field goal, which would, you know, break the tie. Yep. Um, he shanks it wide left. Uh, we go to overtime. Nate Noel, three runs, and scores a touchdown. Uh, essentially the same thing for Carolina. Um, and then, you know, second overtime, Carolina scores pretty easily. They don't get this two-point conversion. You know, you have to go for two in second overtime. Um, and so, you know, Drake May looks a little shaken up after that hit. Um, App State, you know, gets a first down. Can't get another first down. Um, very close to scoring. I, I want to say that you know, there was a, a little pass interference missed I, call. I was going to ask about that. Um, I think it was blatant. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a it's a it's a fifty fifty call. Um, but I was I was shocked to see that uh, the uh, App State coach he just walked right off. He kind of it, it looked like he knew. I mean, obviously no flag was thrown, so there was no deliberation. Right. I, I think there was some contact there. Um, I I I could see the flag being thrown. I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been like appalled at that, but I'm not appalled at not throwing a flag. I think it's just a 50-50 call, and you know if things had it was if, there early, I'll just yeah leave it at that yeah. But um, a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me, Miles, and Miles' roommate walked back to where we were staying. It was not so great. Um, you know, I, I won't throw any shade at Carolina fans, uh, but. You know, if you spoke to me within 24 hours following that game, you heard it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, if you if you care that much, just text me, and I'll, I will gladly spill the beans. Wow. Um, but I, I do want to give a shout-out to whatever the UNC running back's first name is, Hampton. Yeah. That was, He had an incredible game. Yeah. Um, 234 yards, three touchdowns. I don't mean to belabor this game, but yeah. I was there. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was spectacular. Amari and Hampton. Uh, can I get a witness from the congregation? As Sam mentioned, just an incredible performance. Three touchdowns, yeah. including that 55 yarder. Um, led to carry the show uh, with Drake May not throwing for a touchdown. I think it was yeah. Sam, like Sam pointed to, it was. It was kind of an okay game for both teams. I think that the running game was dominant for UNC. 
Um, but the passing attack was was pretty pretty uh, poor. Um, but you know, solid stuff. And uh, UNC will have Minnesota next. And then, uh, as Sam alluded to, we have a, a big North Carolina robbery coming up um, next week. Um, but first, excuse me, I, I meant to say that was the finale. Um, but we have, you know, the news of Miami climbing into the rankings after upsetting Texas A&M. Um, Sam, let's just ask us in terms of what you want to see. You know, you got the Miami-Florida State rivalry of old. You know, it's, it's scheduled this year. Would you like to see both those teams be be good this year? Do you feel that rivalry is poor uh, for the health of the Atlantic Coast Conference? No, I think it's great. I think that um, the ACC just needs to take what it can get, um, not including Cal, Stanford, and SMU. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so I think that the more teams that are good, uh, the, the better it is for the conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I think things uh, are exciting right now. Um, you know, a, a strong start uh, for the ACC for sure um, with that Miami win. You know, Alabama losing over the weekend and Texas A&M falling out of the rankings. I mean, the ACC is on the up. And, I mean, the SEC outside of the Georgia Bulldogs is uh, really falling right now. You know, Tennessee almost it was had a scary first half against Austin P, an FCS opponent. So, uh, mm-hmm. scary times. South Carolina? Yeah game against Furman. Yeah, I mean, they were down for a lot of that. It was it was it was scary hour uh, for sure, as the uh, young kids like to call it. Uh, well, next week, um, Sam, why don't you take us through uh, the Appalachian State matchup? Um, you know, you might be thinking, you know, if, if you're an avid college football fan, you might be thinking, you know, what is the most expensive ticket this week? Um, you know, I want to see some good matchups. Is it Georgia, South Carolina? I mean, that's a big-time SEC matchup. Um, it's in Athens. No, it's not Georgia, South Carolina. It is East Carolina visiting the Rock. Appalachian State takes on, uh, you know, East Carolina. That is the most expensive ticket in the country. Can you believe that? I, I, I did not believe that. I did not know that until you just told me. So that's impressive. Um, I mean, people on the, you know, App State 2027 Snapchat story are trying to sell their free student tickets for north of $150. Um, there is not a, a ticket in the stands for less than, like, $230. Um, it's parents' weekend. Yeah, that's a contributing factor. It, it is going to be busy in uh, in Boone and C next weekend, and I cannot be more excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, a huge rivalry, um, I feel, within the state, you know. And, you know, it's, it's kind east of – East versus west. Yeah, east versus west. And, I mean, it's it's kind of a – it's a longer drive than you might think. Um, so, yeah. excited for that one. Uh, Dartmouth Big Green opening things up against uh, the bid arrival, uh, University of New Hampshire, um, you know – who is actually – they're actually a FCS powerhouse. Uh, they've kind of been dominating the rankings. So, Dartmouth looking to establish themselves early um, as we begin the 12 straight weeks of nonstop 1,400-plus uh, SAT football action uh, in the Ivy League. Um, super exciting stuff there. And uh, the Big Green looking to get it rolling in the now infamous Granite Bowl. Um, if you've never been to New Hampshire, a lot of big rocks. 
and uh, we don't have the rock, but the Granite Bowl will be on um, 1.30 this Saturday. Uh, well, turning to baseball, uh, the Seattle Mariners are uh, on the downslope, uh, losing four straight over the past four days. Um, they now fall out of the playoff picture for the moment, only a half game back. Um, but good, the good news is Julio Rodriguez is continuing to dominate as he's just the 44th player, matching his number, uh, to join the 30-30 club, 30 home runs, and 30 stolen bases. Um, huge achievement for him, leading the team in every offensive category pretty much, batting 287 now, um, almost to 100 RBIs, um, but got to pick things up. Uh, nice three-game set against the Angels and then taking on Steven and Jack Cole's Los Angeles Dodgers uh, you know, over the weekend, so exciting stuff there. And, uh, yeah, just uh, need to get back on track uh, before the critical matchups against the Rangers and Astros uh, to close out the season. Uh, Sam, why don't you take us through the uh, the Orioles picture as of right now? Um, you know, more of the same, just winning 8-2 in the last 10. Um, things are looking good in Baltimore or Beemore, as they say, Charm City. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the stats are literally the same as yeah. they were last week. They are. So, yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, the Orioles holding strong at that one spot. Um, you know, the Astros at the two, Twins at the three, Rays at the four, uh, Blue Jays five, Rangers six, Mariners half a game back with the Rangers. Uh, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves uh, for clinching the playoff berth over the weekend. Uh, first team to do so in the major leagues. Congratulations. And happy trails uh, to the Chicago White Sox, Oakland A's, and Colorado Rockies as they have been eliminated from the playoffs Good luck next season. I guess not for the EAs, you know, given that they're going to be moving to Las Vegas. Um, but, you know, just happy trails to them. And uh, good luck in the offseason. But, you know, the Braves, dominant fr- franchise, in my opinion, over the past decade. They keep things rolling, and they will be the favorites, um, I think, uh, to win the World Series. But as we know, anything can happen in October. Uh, the Dodgers still leading the, the National League West uh, with the Brewers with the lead in the Central. Uh, the Phillies, Cubs, and Diamondbacks round up the – Wild cards, and then the Miami Marlins are one and a half games back of Arizona. Well, now we turn to the NFL, uh, which appeared to kind of have a boring week one. Uh, I can't lie to you. Uh, when I, you know, I was making our, our rap sheet yesterday, you know, I was I was t- typing away, and then we had last night. Uh, you know, obviously a, a critical night for the city of New York, nine uh, eleven. You know, those memorials. You even had. Uh, new quarterback Aaron Rodgers carrying the American flag onto the field in a pretty uh, hyped-up moment. Um, you know, I, I you know I wouldn't say that you know I'm a crazy patriot, but it got me hyped up. You know, I was I was ready to go. And then after throwing just one pass, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. Uh, congratulations to Aaron Rodgers on an incredible season. Um, here are his stats of his potential MVP campaign: 0 for one of the season passing, zero yards. Zero picks, zero touchdowns, and one flag carried into the game. Aaron Rodgers, congratulations. Good luck next season. Well, Sam, you know, despite my, uh, you know, corny jokes, um, what can you say about the Aaron Rodgers experiment, and how does it make you feel um, that, you know, someone that old got a job and then kind of proved all of the, you know, veterans wrong uh, with this uh, detrimental uh, development? Um, I can't help but laugh. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. I was never a big Aaron Rodgers fan. 
Um, sorry, Jason Reimer. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it is, it's almost comical. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's tough to see. I mean, he's, he's had the calf problems, but, um, you know, he's, like he's talked all this trash. Have, yeah, this I mean, is all we've been hearing about yeah. since last season. And, and he freaking tears his Achilles not, what, five minutes into the game? Yeah, I mean, four plays into his uh, Jets career. And, you know, he, he's down. And will he ever play football again? I don't know that we can say that. But um, um, he's always been a weird guy. Yeah, he might come back. He's got some herbal, you know, treatments to get himself right. Uh, well, yeah. I I do have to share uh, my favorite story out of NFL Week One. So this bar in Wisconsin, obviously, you know, Packers fans upset about Aaron Rodgers losing. Um, this man who owns a bar said, "Free drinks for everybody if the Jets lose." So in seeing the Aaron Rodgers went down, everybody was like, we're running the tabs up. And then uh, if you didn't watch uh, the Jets with the walk-off overtime punt return, and so these people were down thousands of dollars in some cases um, due to the victory uh, by the New York Jets behind a uh, second-year quarterback and kind of a controversial figure in Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. So uh, pretty hilarious that is, there. That is funny. Twist of the night. Props to the guy that said, you know, Yeah, that's respect. Put, putting the bet out there, laying it on the line. And, and I think people's wallets are a little bit lighter uh, this morning, excuse me, this afternoon in Wisconsin. Not, um, the, not the bar owner. No, not the bar owner. He, he's living it up. You know, he, he's ready for next week. He, he's running the same special. Uh, well, uh, the Carolina Panthers, rough week for sure um, in Mercedes Benz Stadium, a.k.a. the new Georgia Dome. Um, you know, just just a, a rough performance from a rookie quarterback. I mean, it was his first game. You can't expect that much. Um, but 146 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Looked solid there, tied at 10 halfway through the third quarter, and then Bijan Robertson. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he just exploded. And, uh, you know, respect to the Falcons, uh, respect to my man Matty Ice down in the ATL, holding it up. You know, huge Falcons fan. You got to give him respect for the win, even though we're a bit of rivals. Uh, next week, Monday Night Football is in the Queen City, uh, without Sam and I there, though, um, as the uh, Panthers will take on the New Orleans Saints uh, in the bank. We calling it that? So what's the, what are you going with? Like, you can go, I mean. You can call it the bank. You can call it the crown. The crown? Wait, I wait, like wait. the bank, though. The Hold bank? Up. That's what they call. It. That's what Jaguars. That's what the Jaguars call yeah, their stadium. Yeah, I don't know. It, it needs a better nickname, but it is what it is. There's some. There's some underground stadiums. Yeah, underground nicknames for sure. But um, you know, in terms of, of a formal thing that people will say on a broadcast, doesn't exist. So uh, maybe maybe let oh, us yeah. know. Let us know what you think. So Sam, why don't you take us through the uh, performance um, of the uh, you know the the rebirth. Uh, season yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I mean, shout out to Calvin Ridley. Um, eight receptions, 101 yards. Um, I'm not seeing touchdowns on here, but I think he had two. Yeah. And then, you know, Trevor Lawrence, 241 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, but the underground player of the game, my favorite, you know, maybe athlete of all time, 
Travis Etienne. Um, if you haven't seen it, maybe go look it up. It's not that astonishing of a play, but he comes from maybe 20 yards behind Calvin Ridley, sets a crucial block uh, to assist Calvin Ridley with the touchdown, um, and then later in the game, a big-time run, uh, putting the lead over the Colts. Um, and their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Uh, a good game from the Jaguars. Uh, the future is bright. Yeah. I, I got to agree. Uh, you know, it's uh, tough to see the trend continue as a rookie quarterback, I don't think, is one in like four seasons uh, in week one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, the Colts had a chance there, but a strong game from the Jaguars. And they got a huge one coming up as they host the Chiefs, who might be going 0 2. Uh, Travis Kelsey still kind of questionable. He's on my fantasy roster right now. Kind of want him to come back, um, but a huge game there for the Jaguars. Uh, looking around the league, um, you know, the Browns absolutely squashed uh, the Bengals uh, as they win 24-3, to and Joe Burrow has an awful game after becoming the highest ma- paid man in the NFL. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo gets the win as the Raiders are now the only undefeated team in the AFC West, and the Eagles hold strong uh, despite a, a strong performance from the Patriots, 25-20. to uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cardinal Lowry. A lot of eventfulness, um, you know, a, a lot of good times, sorrow. It was all here. I think episode number yeah. 139 was maybe our most complete that I've, we've ever had in terms of sports coverage. Um, maybe. Hold it down in Boone, North Carolina, Sam Carter. I mean, this is really our first ever season covering the MLB as, as closely as we have. Yeah, I feel like we've uh, we kind of honed in our coverage on the uh, major four. One day we will get to that point with hockey. I think one day it'll happen. Maybe I'm not I'm not guaranteeing anything. We still are uh, North Carolina boys, but uh, yeah, much respect to Sam Carter.